Hey, everybody. Oh. All right, let's chop that up. (laughs) Just keep going. All right, cool. All right, hey, everybody. This is Sean M's of the KB and M's podcast. This is KB, second half of the KB and M's podcast. This is episode two, and Sean and I may or may have not been with Lou Will at Magic City. Hey, Jack Harlow was there too, man. Jack Harlow is everywhere Everywhere. now, bro. If it's Louisville, he's in there. (laughs) I'm in the club with the basketball team. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a section. When I heard that line, I thought he was from, like, Arizona or something. Right. That's understandable. But he said basketball team. How you been, man? What's been good this last week or so? It's been good this last week, man. Just trying to get this podcast off the ground. Uh, Feel me? Yeah. Thanks for the help. Just working, man. (laughs) I mean, KB's been putting in some extra work for sure. It's the lack of work in other places that allows for more work in the important place. Absolutely, man. Just taking advantage of your time is key. But yeah, man, just having extra time in other places lets you spend the right amount of time where you want to. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Gotta find the bright side to COVID, man. It's so depressing. Like, it gets dark after so long. Right. It just, yeah, I feel like the key with that is just working on yourself and just trying to keep yourself occupied and leveling up. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Take time to hone in on whatever craft you got. Try to get your master's back. <sighs> Try to That's get your something. master's back. That's something you could do over COVID. So, after hearing all these Kanye West rants, now it's automatically assumed whenever he goes off on Twitter, it's just him being crazy. But this Masters rant, to me, like I'm a I'm a hip hop head, so I love yeah. everything about it. To me, it made sense. It definitely made sense. Yeah, it wasn't just him kind of going off the top, just going crazy. No, but it can seem that way if you don't understand. Like the what, what your masters are and what mm. your masters are worth. Your masters are essentially your ownership of the recording right. that you made. And in the early, pretty much since the music business has been in existence, the exchanges will give you the money and the resources to create your art right. in exchange for the ownership of it. Yes, sir. And then depending on the artist, how successful, how big the catalog, that determines how much the masters are worth. Mm-hmm. So you get somebody like Kanye West, who's, you could you could argue his first two or three albums were in that classic tier or that upper tier. So his masters are worth more than your average artist or your lower tier artist. I mean, all falls down off college dropout. Bro, That's Jesus walks. Jesus walks. The workout plan song. Workout there's, plan. Yeah, he's there's some kickback bread that uh, he's definitely floating around off those albums. And then late registration was just as big. Mm-hmm. It was his his Heard first six albums. So he had a six album deal with Rockefeller Records originally. Mm-hmm. Universal Music bought that in 2004. So now Universal Music Group, which also owns Cash Money, mm-hmm. is pretty much in the driver's seat on it Kanye wants it back because of its worth and the thing about your masters is that's what continuously feeds the royalty payments as the work gets older as the work continues to get played and now with streaming things never really you can listen to whatever you want whenever you want so all of your music now becomes that much more valuable Mm -hmm. so yeah he's just going on a crazy rant just talking about the industry how it's flipped upside down about how these artists just aren't able to eat right now during COVID because they can't tour. For sure. You know what I mean? So he's uh, 
apparently he said, all my good music artists, I'm going to give you all of your masters. So I do some research <clears throat> and I dig into yay. So what he what he's doing with all his good music artists, so Big Sean, I'm not sure if Push is under that, but uh, Tiana Taylor, he has 50% of their masters. So the more digging I do is Kanye, apparently he <laughs> owes Big Sean like three M's. And it's been like an ongoing thing over the years and like Big Sean just kept it cool like that's the big bro he'll come back he'll come around eventually type thing that's why man's is depressed i'd be depressed yeah. too if somebody was yeah, holding out three absolutely especially nuts. especially if that's a person you look up to like that's that's not chump change by but that's probably means. also why like you got to give big sean a lot of credit for holding it down yeah absolutely like, and not a lot of artists of will flip and mm -hmm. make stuff public and start yeah. making it crazy big sean mm -hmm. especially over three million dollars like big sean's not Nah. Just a random rapper. No, nah, not at all. He's, uh, yeah, I'd say he's a big deal. <laughs> Kanye's getting all the ass money. <laughs> Absolutely. So for him to uh, say we all got to get our masters on deck and 100% ownership and then to have that deal on the side just kind of makes me look at him sideways. But, hey, maybe he'll give them their stuff back as well. You know what I found out in research, though? Hmm. Kanye is one of those people who like just gets money from the record company. So like he posted his contract mm. and it showed he gets, he would, he got like $3 million for the life of Pablo as mm -hmm. an advance. Yep. And then they gave him another 3 million to actually make it. Really? So I don't, I don't know how standard that practice <laughs> nah, is, but someone's pocketing bread on right. top of just, on top of all making that. the project or and creating his art. And then now he's got the clothing bread. And I think that's the bread he's sitting on where he's trying to buy these masters is because wasn't he bankrupt like two years ago? Yeah. Am I wrong? Like yeah. crazy industry, man. Crazy industry. But kind of branching off that, that Big Sean project. I won't even call it a project. That Big Sean album, album. Detroit 2. Detroit 2. So how do you feel about Detroit 1? Detroit 1 is one of my favorite yeah. projects ever. That's probably top 20. Mm-hmm. 24 carats of gold with coal. I think I ran that back until my burn CD just um, burned out, bro. What was on that? Roll weed time. Yep. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to <laughs> do. Like Big, Big Sean makes all the different types of records. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right he does. Mm -hmm. So when you get a complete project from him. I haven't heard Detroit 2 yet only because I haven't had the chance to just sit down and listen to music. Mm -hmm. And that's one you want to, to me personally, I'm not going to spoil it for you by any means but that one is going to take you a minute to digest he kind of he dives into his mental health and where he's been these last few years and i thought from a growth standpoint to me it's his most complete album so like i'm hyped for you to listen to that i honestly might have to sit in on like your first listen reaction through. to that album yeah because uh, yeah no it'll probably be with my sound system upstairs louder than it should be i'm with it <laughs> facts no but it's how do you feel? I'm not sure about how. So I think speaking out on mental health mm -hmm. and how you feel and what you go through is important. Right. I just don't know how I feel about it in art. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like there's like when Hove came out with the 444 album, it was dope to see an artist get older. Mm. But there were a lot of people that argued, I don't want to hear that in my rap music. Mm. So how do you feel about hearing issues? How do you feel about hearing about mental health specifically? 
Right. Because we're both into Logic, mm-hmm. and Logic just retired because of what he went through, and he yeah. made, he was vocal about a lot of that on his last mm-hmm. album. So yeah, social media tore that guy apart, man. And you you didn't really know, like he no. wasn't one of those people that was having mental breakdowns on IG Live or anything like that. Nah, not at all. Um, so yeah, what what do I think about mental health and uh, Big Sean bringing it up, or just rappers bringing it up in general with art? Yeah. Is um to me, I feel like it takes a lot of balls, a lot of courage, just because you don't really everything's like super braggadocious and like yeah, traditionally, yeah, traditionally, you know what I mean. So for you to be vulnerable is something to me, uh, I honor it. I think it just takes a lot of heart to put yourself out there, but that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I th- I commend anybody who puts themselves out there in a track, regardless of what you're talking about. Right. Because it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to tell your truth or tell your story. So Mm -hmm. I commend Big Sean. I commend Logic. Anybody who puts that out there, like I know um, (laughs) we'll probably get into a little bit later, but like Tory Lanez putting what he was going through Mm -hmm. in a song probably wasn't the best idea for it. But it's your art what you go through goes into your art sometimes you can't control what that is but um yeah Tori's wildin'. so yeah that project <laughs> came out out of nowhere it was uh it was last friday so like apple didn't even like publicize that as like new music like no. nothing like i had to look his name up and it was just sitting there a lot of people were hesitant Super to eerie. publicize <laughs> it and talk about it yeah, and give it sure. light because of the weight of what he did mm-hmm. which i understand but yeah, it's basically just a whole album about uh, how he's being framed and uh, the story doesn't look like how it really went down. I don't yeah. know, man. I, it's some he say, he say, she say, honestly, stuff I could care less about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's enter- it's the entertainment it's industry. Entertainment, you know what I mean? Like I understand the, the two biggest artists over the last year. You could probably argue for each of them. Well, Tori had quarantine on lock. That quarantine, yeah, quarantine radio. Quarantine radio had him on. If you weren't level. tuned, if you don't know what quarantine radio is, you probably shouldn't listen to it's this too podcast. Late now. Yeah, it's, it's too. Late. I'm not even gonna explain it. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go into detail. But uh, uh, yeah, Tori. I don't know. For, so originally, it was just a cut in her foot. Then it was a grazing. Yes, this nigga Tori shot me. Is what she said on her IG live. And then he comes out with his side of the story on an album. Pretty much, like I don't know, man. If you pull out a gun on a girl, it's kind of weak. Yeah, I mean, opinion. I don't know what the rumors are, but I heard that he pointed it towards her and he said dance, and then graze upon <laughs> her foot. Off. <laughs> and, and then let it off. And then he's on the song saying. Uh, how'd I hit your foot if it didn't touch any bones or tendons? Yeah, so I heard like, that. Like, you can graze somebody, fam. Yeah, Not yeah, every bro. shot is. Regardless of what the police would like you to think, not all gunshots have to be fatal. Nah. But, uh, so, uh, what other music is on the rise? Music that doesn't involve domestic abuse. Savage Mode 2. Metro Boomin' and 21 Savage. Yo, I love 21. I, 21's my guy, man. What, that I Am Greater Than I Was pro, uh, album was, that was Hard. serious. Like, that replay value, Hard. I actually went back on it probably a few months ago, and I ran it back and back and forth two or three times again. Yeah. Yeah, he had some some yams on there for he's sure. He's one of those people, like, all he's he's got one song on every project that catches everybody. Mm-hmm. 
So like as he got bigger and bigger and bigger, it was one of those things where almost everybody you know listens to Twenty One in some aspect. But I like him. Mm-hmm. I like the whole. Uh, what was the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in my bank account? Oh yeah, Are you that kidding was hard. me? I like but, uh, that money in the power. Yeah. The power. Childish Gambino siding on that. Yeah. And I, man, I'm a sucker for any album that has the name of the song but not the feature name in it and then it just like pops up i think travis scott did that with astral world on yeah. with uh with drake there on what's it called sickle mode on sickle mode say. you're listening and all of a sudden you hear drake on the hook like yeah. that i love when artists do that yeah like the to have j colby on the first song was dope but yeah. to not know it was there that exactly that's like part the, of the surprise yes man. bro some is. artists still do it the right way there's mm-hmm. got to be element of surprise somewhere um, Detroit too by Big Sean. I I didn't really listen to it, so I can't get too big into it, and I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to spoil it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Carter Five Deluxe came out. There were mad songs on that to begin with. Yeah, and then the Deluxe just added it. More. I don't know. I like Wayne. Yep. So I'm sure I'll skip through it and find He's some stuff goat, that I man. like. At what point are we gonna talk about? his consistency i mean for the fact that he's still putting out honestly there out of his whole projects i'm sure there's three or four songs that hit and and like his rhyme i mean to me i think he's i don't want to say he's goat wayne but he's still got some some stuff left to him man you see flashes of mixtape wheezy yeah no doubt and i think there's just no pressure anymore on him really asap ferg just put out uh what is the name of it my bad, Ferg, because I fuck with Ferg. But there's a Wayne feature on there, and it's the song is called No Ceiling. Uh-huh. And then it's just, Wayne ain't got no ceilings. I ain't got no ceilings. So it's like, niggas aren't giving him a lot to do. Right. I don't know. That's sure. just me. I want mixtape Wayne on everything. Oh, you know? no doubt. Like, I, I mean, don't... when he dropped No Ceilings on uh, all streaming platforms, how nostalgic was that? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome, man. For sure. And then Travis Scott brought you a McDonald's combo. He brought you like six different pairs of Jordans. And then he brought you some garbage with Young Thug and MIA called Franchise. And what's messed up is the movie that they attached it to Uh is supposed to be a good movie. What movie is it? Uh, Tenet with Oh, really? They attached it to Tenet? That's a uh, Christopher Nolan movie, right? Yep, Christopher Nolan. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that, it was like a marketing ploy. You get to hear the song in the trailer of the movie. And me, I'm like, I don't want to hear that shit, so nah. I skipped the trailer of the movie. But get out of here. No, I mean Travis Scott is obviously one of those people that you always want to hear, but sometimes. Nah, I just think the no offense, man. the hype on him is just way. Like, I don't like him in features. High. No, I'm not a big feat. Like Travis Scott in someone else's song doesn't fit. Yeah. I like the songs like off Astroworld, like Yosemite and Coffee Bean. Like those are him just vibing out on his own. How do you feel about Travis Scott not writing his raps? I don't really give a shit. I don't really care. I mean, to me, he's never gonna be in like a top five category of any of rap. So I mean, do you? I guess. No. I, yeah. I don't. So <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta grow up at some point and realize that there's different aspects of rap, and not all of them include lyricism. 
Bro, we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna hit you with a flashback real quick. I remember hearing a story about Hove. He had this like school of songwriters, and he actually paid a young Drake at age like I think 16. They all went to the UK, and they just have a mansion full of rooms just of kids, artists trying to create songs. So just think about that. I mean, honestly, who is writing all their songs 100% right now? It's got to be very very slim pickings. That's a really good question. Yeah, come on. I'm fine with it. If the song's a bop, it's a bop. So, okay, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Give yeah. me one rapper you do not think writes their own lyrics but isn't well, open about it. Well, All right, well, you know what one I was going to say because it's a given, but who doesn't write their lyrics? That's not Drizzy, Drizzy Drake. Um, sheesh, putting me on the spot right now. When people talk about Drake not writing his own lyrics, it's li- it's literally like bits and pieces. I mean, everyone does that in the industry. Everyone has someone helping them. He's with the one. Hook. Of, he's written too much. Yeah, are you kidding me? For me to, I don't know. I guess I'm a, I'm a hypocrite about it. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite <laughs> about it. Are. I definitely am. I'm a hypocrite about it because because for him it's not just the because people like to say well he's a pop star pop stars get their music written but he gets rap songs written right or he's had them written before i don't know i don't know man but uh art is art man art is art for sure so rolling stone they came out with their top five rap albums of all time which i thought is art i thought was dope you know what i mean but the first album to me i do you count Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill a rap album? She raps she on raps it. She raps on it. Yeah. That thing has she, verses. She on raps it. on it. The second verse is dedicated to Yeah, like she gets her yeah, shit up. She gets busy. And the funny thing is she's dope. And that's not me discrediting Lauren by if, any means. If, so if Drake's albums are rap albums, this is a rap album. Fact. Fact. That's all you got. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, absolutely. And it just goes back to like a lot in those arguments. I always say Drake isn't the first rapper to sing. He's just the first like. I guess he's the first man to be like that vulnerable about it. Yeah. Like he's openly he, making R and B records that rappers wouldn't normally make, but mm-hmm. he's not the first rapper to sing. Like Ja Rule was. He switches lanes a lot smoother than any other artist I've ever seen. To go into the R and B to the Jamaican. Yo, to Drake's the, British bag is undefeated. Drill talk, Drake. That's one of no, my. No, not favorite. drill. There's drill talk, and then there's like there's uh, what's the song off his last joint? War. Uh huh. Oh Where yeah. You yeah, thought, yeah. man, because like so it's funny. I listened to, um, the character Modi from Top Boy. Yep. Is uh, an artist named Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave's dope, by the way. The hardest shit I've heard yeah. in a long time. I didn't know he was Modi though on the uh, on Top Boy. Yeah, because I looked into if you listen if you. <laughs> you want me to pour you up? Yes, please. If you look in the um, soundtrack for Top Boy that they put out, mm-hmm. he has a song on there. And then when I looked it up, because I was like, "Yo, I like that song," so I was like, you go through that rabbit hole and you see his face, and you're like, "Yo, that's dude from the TV show." You watch Top Boy, you'll start saying peas. You'll be Man's talking about getting my ends. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a dope uh, series on Netflix. If anyone hasn't tapped into that one, that's... Top Boy. 
You have to start with Summer House. Yeah, start with Summer House for sure. Netflix will get you in the okey doke and mm-hmm. they'll put you in the middle of the show. They and start you with the beginning. Yeah, they start you with the second season and that's then you're backtracking and yeah, that's how they got me too. The Wire vibes for sure. It's almost like a Britain Wire. It is almost like a British version yeah. of The Wire, and it's funny because Americans don't know that side of like the 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 poverty side no not at all like the people that live in the projects and right when they think of England, all that stuff yeah, you think of the queen that. you think of big right. ben you think of all the cool mm-hmm. stuff you don't think of like man's living in the peas trying to make his ends trying to make them ends meet um something i thought was cool go ahead kick it I'm so yeah so i was talking with you one day and i brought up this article about uh the snowmobile maker polaris uh, they just partner uh, partnered up with Zero Motorcycles to make electric vehicles, including snowmobiles uh, and other off off road ATV type yeah uh, type stuff like that. And I thought that was super dope, just for the fact that uh, everyone's trying to we're all trying to be uh, gas free emissions and whatnot. Everybody's we, green now. Everybody's green now. The only thing I see in that is is there's too much old money wrapped up in oil to where that's never gonna go away. But the dope thing about these electric vehicles is the pickup on these vehicles are insane. Like yeah. uh, my grandfather actually put me on game about the Teslas. The Teslas zero to 60 is faster than some Porsches. Because there's no moving parts. Yes, exactly. That's what he told me. So like this thing, like electronics you, run off circuitry. Yes. It's instantaneous. You hold the pedal down. It's zoom. It's not a buildup. I heard also when you use these drive, these Teslas and uh, other electric vehicles, you let off the pedal and it instantly like brings you right down. So it's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a game changer, man. And for them to use it with uh off-road vehicles, I think that'd be dope, man. I would definitely like to whip a, uh, an electric four-wheeler and see yeah. how that thing rocks. You know what I mean? For sure. I think <laughs> if an electric four-wheeler would be hard. Yeah, It'd be quieter. Be, bro, I'd be breathing. Man, I mean, if you ride this kind of stuff. So Polaris makes snowmobiles, four-wheelers. The 4 by 4 joints razors. too, right? Yep. Yeah. So changing all that kind of stuff to the electronic side, is that's a big step. And Polaris is one of the bigger makers. So mm-hmm. for them to do it, that could be for them to get in front that of could it be big too. For the whole industry. Think about that. I guarantee Yamaha steals game. I guarantee. Yeah. You know what I mean. So All those other makers. So they're aiming to have one electronic option in every class. That's fire. So if they make dirt bikes, they want to have the electronic option in dirt bikes, the electronic option in four wheelers, and all that. That's dope. So if those sales start to get comparable or start to look close, or even if they're I don't think it'll surpass it, but even nah. if it does, that's a big push for the green initiative. Yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, it's we I feel like when it comes to the earth, we're all kind of responsible. <sighs> we inherited it, we're mm-hmm. going to be passing it on. Everybody should be doing their part to try to try to keep things as clean as they can or as, you know, as green as they can. I hate to sound corny, but I mean, nah, it's, not caring or being apathetic about it is what put us in this position. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But yeah, it just it, it starts with each person just being more conscious. You know what I mean? It's one sure. person at a time. But uh, kicking sure. off the uh, green wave <laughs> onto uh, TV and movies, man. Staying that ass in the house. So um, Staying that ass in the house. Will Smith mm-hmm. is my man. I fu- Will Smith is one of my favorite actors. 
Goat. Goat. He put the Fresh Prince of Bel Air mansion on Airbnb. We're in there. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they put the Fresh Prince on HBO Max. And that's the only place that you can stream it. If you try to go anywhere else, you have to pay for it. Oh, really? Yep. Um, so to keep that buzz going, they've been doing all kinds of like skits because Will Smith is now taking over your social media feed if you don't follow him somewhere. One of his tactics has been to put the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mansion on Airbnb. So they restricted it to Los Angeles County residents. Hmm. All right. Which, you know... All right, we're gonna let I'm LA not flying be LA. Out. No, I'm not flying out to stay in Will Smith's old bedroom. <laughs> but they got it open for October second, so tomorrow somebody's gonna be staying in that shit. October fifth, eleventh, fourteenth, for thirty dollars a night, and they opened up booking on September 29th. For thirty dollars a night. Oh. So somebody's probably already put that on. And they're getting ready to stay in that. Yeah, I bet you stay on Inst- on Instagram tomorrow at some point. You'll see what it looks like in there. Will Smith will probably pop up. Yeah, and you'll see it somewhere. If you lived in L.A., are you doing this for thirty dollars? I mean, all the '90s babies are. Let's get real, bro. I actually uh, at work. It's just his wing, though. It's just, oh, so it's just his little section. Yep, just Will's wing. I don't know how big Will's wing is. Uh. I don't know if Hillary stayed in that wing. No idea. You can ask my boss, man, at work. Uh, we have the TV always rolling, and I throw it on VH1 just from, like, 8 a.m. to 1. It's just Fresh Prince. So I, I'm still I'm still tapped in and plugged into Fresh Prince to this day. Bro. That's the default when you can't find oh, anything yeah. to watch. You just throw Fresh Prince on. Once in a while, you'll catch an episode that, like, you have not seen in forever. Bro, you got to skip the Uncle Phil. Uh, no, not the Uncle Phil episode. The um, the episode where Will's pops splits on him. Oh man, that's you can't too watch much. that around people. That's too much. Yeah, that's yeah. We can't watch that around others, man. That's nah. a personal one right there. Male fragility. Is it like why didn't pops love me? That's a good question, man. Sean, why don't you answer that for me? Um, <laughs> new shows, no more. Uh, well, there's gonna be reboots until we die, but. Some new shows that are coming out that are pretty dope. Song Exploder. Put me on, man. What is Song Exploder? Song Exploder. It's coming out on Netflix October 2nd. It'll be um, a continuation of a podcast where a series of podcasts where artists break down the songwriting process. That's fire. The trailer will show you Alicia Keys, really? uh, Ty Dolla Sign. And I'm not cultured enough to know who the third guy is. He's some prominent <laughs> he's not names, in, though. He's not in hip-hop and R&B, but uh-huh. to be with those two, I'm sure you got to be pretty big somewhere. But they talk about what it's like to put yourself out there mm. in the writing process, what it's like to go through writing songs, what it's like to search for sounds and to search for feelings in sounds. And I think it's dope if you're if you're a fan of music and just the music creation process, it'll be crazy, crazy insight. I, I, I feel like someone like me where I'm a I'm a fan of music, but I don't know enough about the process. So that might put me on game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That might really open my eyes to all the, I guess, behind the scenes work that no one really thinks about. No, as someone who's made, who has made music, who makes music, it's not something that you can turn on and turn off. Right. No matter how great you are. Mm-hmm. So to see the inners of somebody like Alicia Keys, who has 
more talent in one arm than most people have in their entire body. It's it's cool to see their process. I would say the fact that she's comfortable enough to let you in on her process yeah. is just that's dope. I'm definitely song exploder, huh? When's that come out? October second. October second. All right, I'm gonna tap in. Uh, the Comedy Store coming out on Showtime. The Comedy Store is a comedy club that pretty much if you're into stand-up comedy, any of the legendary figures, Robin Williams, Chris Rock, Whoopi Goldberg, um, Dave Chappelle, any of those bigger names, um, Jerry Seinfeld, they all went through the Comedy Store. Really? And that's one of those places that like you go through and you kill the room and that's like your rite of passage. Really? And they just let people, you know, just reminisce and talk about what it was like to go through those times. Because most people, it was their earlier periods. Like, you see Robin Williams before Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, that's the Robin Williams I'm trying to listen to. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. But that was was cool to be able to – I haven't seen it yet, but to be able to watch the trailer and see how many big – So that's that's the gauntlet right there. You got to make it out through there or you're you're a nobody. (laughs) <laughs> like the Laugh Factory, there's a lot of places that right, you hear about right, right, when right. you listen to the Apollo, the Apollo Theater. Yeah. yeah, like if you ever get a chance on Netflix, they put um, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, riding in cars with comedians yep. to get coffee. Yep, that's worth the time, man. That's, if you're into stand up, if you're into comedy, period. But um, yeah, that's coming up on Showtime, October fourth. Hit me up about this 40-year-old version, man. You're telling me a little bit about it. Bro, the 40-year-old version. Let him know. So I didn't do enough research to get any of the actors or actresses' names. But the 40-year-old version, V-E-R-S-I-O-N, not like Steve Carell's movie. (laughs) It's coming out on Netflix on October 9th. It's a playwright who is this big up-and-comer. You know, uh, she won a best under 30 award and then didn't accomplish anything mm-hmm. in her 30s and then they show the show picks up in her 40s where she's teaching she's doing little things here and there to try and get off the ground right and then the to kind of like get out her struggle she starts making rap she starts making music and the music pops off and then uh-huh. the show shows how she goes from the beginning and what she goes through to make music but it's dope because she goes to like a producer and the producer's like in his 20s uh-huh. young dude <laughs> and she's like thanks for not telling me i'm crazy trying to do all this and he's like well i didn't say all that <laughs> it's a really well-written show really yeah, cool I need, like i need perspective because everybody's everybody's young and single in new york mm-hmm. show me some of the old broke hilarious shit that yeah goes on. absolutely man i haven't watched really been locked into any shows i've just been watching football <laughs> to be honest football and then maybe some fresh prince reruns yeah bro and then the mandalorian so i just got into star wars over mm-hmm. covid yeah i remember my when six you year old and about I, that. Mm-hmm. we we sat and we watched all nine y'all crushed all, all nine. nine all nine so nine includes the latest one so I haven't gotten into The Mandalorian because I wanted to understand the universe first. Right, so right. now I'll get into season one and then I'll be able to get into season two. But for everybody that's been fiending, trying to get your baby Yoda fixes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> trying to get back into that universe October 30th. Yeah, so. I was watching The Mandalorian week. Or no, I think they dropped two episodes and then they, they do a week where they do one episode. 
I hate having to wait for episodes, man. I the binge way, everything. Yeah, now. the way you're doing Netflix it. Netflix has spoiled me. Yeah, the way you're doing it is the right way. And you understand the universe and galaxy. Yeah, like Game of Thrones, that. you would have lost me. I'm not, oh, right. bro, I'm not waiting yeah, a week to see what happens. The cliffhangers that Thrones left you on, yeah, nah. you're lucky, man. You did it the right way. Nah, and then Star Wars was cool because I watched it first in uh, chronological order, the ah, order that it was released in. I like and that. And then I watched it in uh, the order of the story. Uh-huh. So that was pretty cool to be able to see both of those. But check out The Mandalorian, man, if you're into Star Wars. Even if you're not, it's a dope show. It's a spinoff, so it's not like you're married to oh, yeah, yeah. everything that happened in the movies. For sure. Um, speaking of The Mandalorian, you got to watch that on Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus released a feature called Group Watch. Have you seen it? Do you use Disney Plus? I yeah. So I have the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Hulu, Hulu package is like six ninety nine a month. Just a complete steal. And uh, you hit me about this group watch. I feel like that might be like the not the cure to COVID, but but uh, that might be able to engage kind Isn't of. Isn't the cure to COVID bleach? Uh, some bleach in your veins <laughs> something like that hey they say vitamin d man it helps battle it i'm a huge advocate of my multivitamins and vitamin d man sunlight vitamin d vitamin d3 you get that out of sunlight you don't get much of that in cny so just take the supplement bro so take the pills <laughs> yeah take the pills but, but that, group watch yeah. on disney plus lets up to seven people watch the same thing in synchronized playback and it doesn't have to be on the same platform. So I could so, watch on a phone. You could so watch on dope. a TV. Cody could watch on whatever the fuck Cody watches things on. And we could all synchronize <laughs> and be in real time, which is dope. So did they patent that? Because everybody's about to rip that. No. So it's not patented. Be- I don't know where that technology right, comes from. Right, how that works. Right. But Hulu does it. They just took it away. I have oh. Hulu. And I watch a lot of stuff on there. And there was a... It's not called Group Watch. And right now, you can only do it on the show Pen15. Pen15. My wife watches that. <laughs> Super corny. Yo, shout out to Lemons, but Pen15 is trash. It's not worth trying out the feature. <laughs> it um, is not. No, that is not a show you want to group watch on. Hell no. But the group watch idea is cool to be able to watch. Think like, I want this to evolve to the point where I can watch live television. Yeah synchronized with other people so so how's it work so you just hit invite on what you're watching and then yeah it just pops up on someone else's phone so i did i didn't do it earlier but earlier we watched um remember the titans uh classic classic shout out denzel (laughs) bro 2020 if you haven't watched it in 2020 just watch it sidebar I, i have a friend who hasn't watched it I, at all I, at all i couldn't believe it my boy colin colin if you're listening Come on, man. Yo, Colin, watch the movie, fam. Come on, man. What are you doing with your life that's more important than Remember the Titans? You can't you can't tell me anything you're doing is You're more- overcooking my grits, coach. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much when you pull up something to watch on Disney Plus, it gives you an option that says uh group watch. Uh-huh. And then you send the invitation out to whoever you want to watch. That's dope. And then you can watch it with up to six other people, seven people total. And it's it's cool, man, that that companies that have this much power and this much influence in their market are being innovative and yeah. doing things with it. He's um, Jarrell Jimerson of Disney said we really wanted to create a product feature that was great for small groups, for friends and family, 
that was really easy to use. We didn't want your grandmother having to figure out Chrome extension. That's no, that's valid that's, in the technological age. A lot valid. of people are um, looking for things to be easier, looking to do things together easier. The way I've been taught uh, for how I should give out instruction at work, uh, I if you guys don't know, I work for the Syracuse football team. I'm the assistant uh, director of video and technology, Flex. Um, but, but anyways, you have to give your instructions basically for a four-year-old to be able to understand how to do it. That's how it's got to be for really everything. A shout-out to Sean for announcing where he works and then insulting the people that he <laughs> works with. Hey, man, it's only going to be maybe a handful that listen, so I can do that. No, but it's, I mean, yeah, with anything with technology, like, so for example, I I used to work for Apple. I was a technician at the Genius Bar. The Genius Bar. I was a technical expert. Uh, you sure were. You run into 20-year-olds who really only know Instagram and Snap and don't understand the full world that they're in. They're that immersed in social media. Where yeah, that's, you click the white ghost and then that's all you know. So wild. a lot of people... No, it's not just age specific. That's I hate crazy. when people say you're young, so you get this kind of thing, and it's like, nah, I'm, nah not at all. I'm not fifty, so I get this <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, hey, what's uh, if I had to have you guess how many subscribers would you think Disney Plus has? Had to guess. They haven't been out for a full two years yet. When did they? It's been it's been over a year. We don't research things on this podcast. No, nah, we don't. We just go. I just right know off Disney Plus hasn't been out for two years. I'm gonna say uh, 25 million. 60 million. 60 mil. Over 60. I wonder million. what that stacks up to. Like, I wonder Netflix has got to be like the almighty. You know what I mean? So I started realizing that when I was in college and I was using Netflix. Yes. And everybody that I knew was also using Netflix. The DVDs, bro. And before, <laughs> there was a time before everybody just started sharing Netflix accounts. Yeah. There was a period where everybody had their own. Let them know. You start doing the math, $7 over millions of people. Mind you, that was 2010. But that was before Netflix. Yeah, we used to play $7 for Netflix, yeah. half of what it costs right now. Oh, yeah. And they would send you DVDs, and then you would send them back. That was the OG Netflix, man. People don't... There are kids who aren't old enough to understand that Netflix used to mail you games yeah, and man. movies. Mm -hmm. I actually learned about Netflix from you guys over at TC3. Yeah, when we were in college, you used the streaming portion. Yep. You didn't... I wasn't getting Alpha Dog mailed to me. You were watching it streaming on your device. Alpha Dog. Man. And when you shout out Justin Timberlake for Alpha Dog. Young JT. <laughs> that was definitely a favor for somebody. But you you start to do the math on subscription charges and like Hulu has the ten dollar option and then Hulu has the seventy dollar option. Mm -hmm. So when you start putting those numbers into the millions you start crunching. These places are these places are competing with your cable companies. When you're complaining about not being able to watch something, you know, you got to start to look at what's going on in the landscape. For sure. And I, I, you think about YouTube TV, I think that's up to like $70 a month, and it's still cheaper than your cable. Because you got to think cable companies have been paying millions for years. Yeah. So if I'm the NFL, I'm not giving up my content for cheaper. No, if I'm the NBA, if I'm... 
NBC, if I'm Fox, I'm not just giving you my content nah. because you have a subscriber base. No chance. So that's going to pay up. the price up. Yeah, people, it's, people were cutting the cord thinking shit was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it came to needing yeah. that uh, red zone package, you're like, oh. Yeah, like I'm going through it because I, I like the NFL Sunday ticket joint. Yeah. But I'm not messing with uh, DirecTV because I just, I was like, hey, I'll cut the cord. So right. I don't know. It's We're all navigating through it. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah, all trying to figure it out. Speaking of the the landscape, Amazon Prime Day. Do you mess with, do you have Amazon Prime? Um, Personally, I don't have Amazon Prime. Cody doesn't. I just use my father-in-law's. He has Prime. So uh, shout out David. And uh, yeah, I use it for a streaming uh buying random things i'm not really that big of an amazon guy yeah i, uh, I i'd rather buy local keep it a buck I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be that guy amazon stock prices have just gone did you know local companies can contribute to amazon and have their things yes, listed in yes. a more visible marketplace I, I amazon is not a sponsor of this podcast <laughs> sounding like it <laughs> jeff bezos is out here paying you up Jeff Bezos has not given me a damn thing but free two-day shipping. <laughs> and you'll take it every time. I pay for that. Yeah, facts. <laughs> he didn't even give me that. I pay for it. Shout out. I got a little hack. If you have an education account, like a .edu account, you can get yeah. Prime for like, I think it's half off. If you have a .edu email address, you have the world by the balls. Yeah. That Apple that Apple uh, discount as well. Apple right? Music is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, there's some Google stuff that's cheaper. Students, college students are broke, so it's not like you can splurge on this stuff anyway. But there's a lot of stuff out there for you guys. <laughs> it's a fact. We should go over that. That might have to be discounts a for college the students. Dot e, the dot edu discounts, man. I'm telling uh, you, fam. They'll have you taking intro to African American studies just just for to the get email the discount. <laughs> get out of here. Is there an iPhone 12 coming out? I mean, I was hoping for their stock sake there was, but uh, last time I heard, nah, there wasn't. You heard anything else about that? I'm a shareholder as well, mm. so they better put a phone out mm. so that my shit is worth more. No, it's um, Foxconn employees have confirmed to media sources that they're working on the iPhone 12. Really? <laughs> so if you show up to work one day and you the pieces you start putting together, you're like, yo, this shit is an iPhone. That's what happened to some people over in China. Uh, and then they reported that they increased their hours. So there's people working 12 hours now. I'm not an expert in uh, Chinese workforce, but I'm pretty sure that's abnormal. They're trying to have that Christmas drop. Yeah, that's they're exactly running production what, lines 24 hours a day. For. It's going to have 18 cameras on it and be 50 megabit. Like, what more can you put on these phones, bro? Yo, Tim, I'm keeping my 10s Max. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still flying on the 8. Everyone calls me an old head and laughs at me. I got my Series 1 Isn't Apple Watch. Isn't that crazy, yo? <laughs> Man, I don't know. How get, your Apple device determines your your status I had in a do, I, I swear I had a dude look down on me uh last year when I told him I had a series one. He's like, You series one? And then just walked away. All right. That's a broke boy shit. Yeah, basically. Get a new watch. Get a new watch. <laughs> Speaking of Apple though, that iOS fourteen update. This is what makes me think a new phone is coming out. Why would you put out new software for old shit? Put but, out new software. The widgets, bruh. Widgets. So uh our guy Karuchi was the shortcut god. Karuchi Mang. So uh He's been on Widget Game for a while. 
Yeah. But uh, like I said, I'm an old head, so I waited till this iOS 14 update. Shortcuts and widgets. That's what Tyler's taught me. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, um, you can put the widgets from the old status screen yep. on your home screen so that they stay there all the time. So the first screen that you look at doesn't have to be apps. You can look like an Android and have widgets all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think it's dope, man. One of the biggest knocks on iOS has always been the lack of customization. The creativity, right? So you give that to people and I just think you're it's staying on top of the world. It's so dope. Like to have my activity bar on my home screen. Uh my music is a little bit more customized. It's got my last album. This isn't a there. flex either. I get three two or three updates every day that tell me Sean has completed a workout. Oh yeah. I mean I'm not there's a all hustle, no luck, bro. I'm out here putting in work, man. That means walking the dogs. I'm not. I'm living off my God-given athleticism <laughs> until I tear something. I was going to say, I'll man, you you're boy. getting close to 30, man. That God-given talent isn't going to last too long, man. Put booby in. I'm about to spin. <laughs> no, I, um, I've been messing with the Nike Training Club. They put um, mm-hmm. all the premium workouts are now free. They did that over COVID. Yeah, my Nike Training Club download. Put that on there. Yep. A lot of y'all got the Nike version of the Apple Watch and don't use any of that shit. Download the app. You played yourself. Do some of the workouts. (laughs) But the iOS 14 update was cool. Um, The Apple app library is pretty cool. So for a lot of people, you download a lot of apps. You lose them if you don't organize them properly. The app library categorizes them for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming it's the categories that they'd be in in the App Store. Yeah, I would guess so. So, I mean, it just cleans up your home screen like crazy. So space at the end of your home screen that automatically organizes all of your apps into one simple, easy-to-navigate view. Yeah, man. It's everything and advertised. You know what I mean? To only have two screens for me to swipe through, dope. Yeah, I mean, you can really compartmentalize things and clean things up. Um, hide home screen pages. <laughs> Yo, the, the niggas that cheat have technology on their side you can hide pages to streamline your home screen making it easy to get to the app library new apps downloaded from the app store automatically go into the app library so you don't have to do much on your own compact ui so when someone calls you or something pops up on your screen it doesn't take up the whole screen anymore pinned text conversations so the important conversations you can keep at the top which is pretty dope fire you don't lose them in chronological order. Inline replies. So we have that a group is, chat. That might be my favorite thing is because this group chat like pops off. Like some days I'll, 20 minutes will roll by and you'll have 100 messages sitting in your in your text. That's crazy. So be, you neglect your friends. I mean, don't go. Let's not go that far. <laughs> but anyways, you can so you can reply to single text. So it'll show yeah, up on the top what you're talking about or what you're replying to. Yep, you select a message and then it when you send your reply, it, it's almost like a quote tweet on Twitter. Yeah, it shows yeah, you're right. you who you're replying to and what they said. So that's pretty dope. I definitely neglect you guys. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> all that working out and then the share ETA. <laughs> If you're going somewhere on Apple Maps, like we've done a few group trips where everybody's traveling to the same location and you can share your ETA, which is kind of cool. See how fast you're driving. Mario Mario Andretti over here, man. You? You are? Nah, that's all you, man. I just put it on cruise. I drive efficiently. Uh When the speed limit says 65. You're going 80. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, iOS fourteen. I don't. I don't have it in my. I got a new iPad Pro. I got to put that in there. Um, so this is just branching off of our uh, pod last week about that Xbox, PlayStation talk, and PS talk, man. So, uh, so what did you hear about uh, the Xbox review? A couple gaming uh, vloggers, bloggers, I'll call them journalists, I guess. A couple uh, gaming journalists that I follow have gotten the Xbox Series X. Uh-huh. Nobody's gotten the Series S, which I find interesting, but. Um, they're saying it's really quiet. My PlayStation is loud as shit with that fan. Bro, I think that sounds like it's going to take off. very quiet. Um, it's, there's a feature called quick resume. So right now on the PS4, if I'm playing one game and I want to switch over, I have to close the game or Mm. close the application before I can open another one. Yep. Quick resume allows you to have... I think it's up to five applications open simultaneously, really? and you can switch between them without having to close them in the meantime. So, what, I mean, what are you going to be doing five app? That's just them doing the most for you, man. But, I mean, so, like, I'll give you an example. Yep. I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. It's a high-content game, so it takes a long time to load. Oh, yeah. So, if I don't have to start it and then wait for it to load True. and then wait for it and to load have- my last... And you have it in the background as ready at your disposal? Yeah, and then when my degenerate 2K friends decide to interrupt my journey in Greek mythology, I can Mm -hmm. switch over and it doesn't take as long and I don't have to close the game out. Nice. Fire. Backwards compatibility is fire. Um, So they're making it so that the minute you open your Xbox, you have backwards compatibility off rip. Really? So they don't have to rush and give you a ton of games because you can go back and play the old ones. Right. And they're upping the resolution. They're giving HDR support on the Xbox Series X. So even if a game was 30 frames per second, Mm. they up it to 60. That's nice. Just off hardware. When I think about the Xbox, is there any like OG games that instantly pop up in your head? Like Halo. Halo. uh, NCAA NCAA football. That's another big one. Doubles in Halo 2. Bro, Halo was was it it back then. Yeah. That was fire for me. Halo is elite. And then they priced the controllers out at $59. Okay. I don't remember what they were before, but I didn't have an Xbox. So right. That only goes so far. Regardless of if you're on Xbox or PlayStation, though, 2K is having a... They advertise it as a $250,000 tournament. Really? The winner gets 200 Runner-up gets 50 So that's how you get 250 but if you play my team on 2K, if you're on the Emerald tier or if you're grinding your way up to the Emerald tier, you can qualify for this tournament. You have to play in the qualifier periods, uh, September 4th to October 10th, October 16th to November 21st, November 27th to January 2nd, and January 8th to February 6th. The top four players from those play periods get put into a 16-player single elimination tournament. So I wonder how much like, you have to grind in those uh, five-day periods. Like, I haven't played my team yet, Yeah, but 
It's it's. I'm, I'm sure you're putting in a full a eight to ten hours. Yeah. A day. Usually they have like playing requirements. Like I've played in a few two K tournaments where uh-huh. you have to win two games in order to get to the next. Right. Round. You gotta have a winning percentage over a certain amount and whatnot. Yeah, they'll hit you with a round robin. So if you lose twice before whatever, mm. you don't make it to the next round. But I think that's dope, man. Esports are. I was one of the biggest skeptics mm. on esports, but it's. NBA NBA teams are invested into their uh, their e teams for two K league is a real thing. Oh man. yeah, I Dudes know. Dudes are making bread. Girls can no longer shit on their man for just playing two K all day. He's trying to build a future for you. <laughs> you know how much they make, right? It's like thirty racks, but still. <laughs> What does hey, he make now? Hey, it's thir- so uh, I actually know a dude who got drafted by the Utah Jazz. Oh, right? uh, The first year, yeah, the first year he was there. Gotta link me. I might have to. Um, so he was there the last. He was like their last pick. He ended up being their sixth man, coming in, hitting shots, doing his thing. Thirty-five racks for six months and health insurance, and they provide living. So I mean, for that's six months for six months. So thirty. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. He didn't make the uh, second year. I mean, that e gaming is just so competitive. You got to get him on. Shout out to you. Yeah, playing Stam for Utah is Jazz name. Gaming. Yeah, Stan. I'll, yeah, Stam. S T A M. Stam. Yep, Stam. I'll put you on, man. I'll bust your ass, Stam. <laughs> <laughs> um, from virtual basketball to real basketball, NBA Finals Game One was last night. Just like we said, it would happen. <sighs> I said Lakers in six. A sweep is disrespectful as fuck as a projection. It it sucks that it comes down to Bam being hurt and Drogic. I really don't want it to be a sweep. If it's a sweep, everyone's going to be like, yo, it's because of the bubble, bro. They're just going to blame it being the bubble. The fuck do you blame it on the bubble? I like bubble basketball because I like the idea of a player that you have never seen play before. Mm Mm-hmm. Cook because there's no pressure. Because there's nothing. There's around. no t- There's limited TV cameras. You're not playing for thirty thousand people anymore. You're right. playing for like forty, thirty, if that. Well, that's like Duncan Robinson. I think it was first round of playoffs. He goes, "I'm used to playing in stands with nobodies." He's a D three guy. Yeah. Transferred to Michigan, then undrafted, uh, taken up by the Heat. Shout out Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. I think he might have led the league or uh, as rookies in three point percentage. I do is hooping this year. Duncan Robinson is a shooter, shooter. Mm-hmm. Coming off those screens, getting those open looks, he's the man. I don't know. I don't think – I think the Lakers were built to beat the Warriors in a specific way, mm-hmm. and I think the Heat play in that specific way, uh-huh. and they don't have the bigs to withstand this. 35-9 and nine from AD, 25-13-9 and nine from LeBron. I mean – the fuck are you gonna do? I mean, the Lakers supporting cast like doesn't really look that nice to me. Is it just LeBron? They're role and AD? players. Yeah. So I'm a Laker fan. YouTube gang, you can see what we're on. Um, it's this team was built for LeBron. Right. Understandable. They gave so, like before they gave we shooters. got LeBron, some of the moves don't necessarily make sense if you don't know that. Mm-hmm. But looking at it now, you have LeBron, you have AD, and then you have a bunch of athletic shooters. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. you have Rajon Rondo, who's not traditionally a shooter, but he shoots threes now. He hits them. Oh. You got a 
kind of respect it. I like I like Rondo there just because it takes Braun off ball. I'm, I'm a big. I'd rather. Yeah, see, I don't like point four. Yeah, like I, I'd rather see LeBron cook off ball. But more or less, I'm talking about. To me, Kuzma has been a letdown. Duncan Robinson didn't score. Duncan Robinson did not score. Tyler Hero gave you 14. See, this is where. This is where Jimmy Butler is going to start to wish he had a little more help. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder gave you 12. But I mean, like, these are, these are, this is what you would expect. Well, Tyler Harrow in the finals giving you 14 well, as a rookie. Right. I'm Flex. not expecting too much more than that. Well, Drajic, he had that uh, tear in his foot. I mean, he was averaging 20 a game in these playoffs, bro. True. So, he ended with six before he left. Yeah, he got uh, – so I think without Drajic, you got Bam hurt. I mean, it's – the writing's on the wall, man. It might just be a wrap. Yeah, I mean, you're losing the, losing the rebound battle. I mean, it's LeBron James, so the Lakers are going to always have more free throws. Mm-hmm. Lakers cooked from three, which they don't normally do. But, I mean, I predicted six. If Goran Dragic doesn't come back, I'll give you five. You're gonna and that's assuming one. that Tyler Hero gives you, gives you 30. I mean, the athletic shooter thing that the Lakers have is underrated because now you don't have to be able to play defense. You just have to be athletic enough to chase Duncan Robinson off the line. Right, in which they that's, can all do. That's how you beat – I mean, that's that's theoretically how teams try to beat the Warriors, just mm-hmm. be fast enough or athletic enough to chase Steph and Clay off the line, and then they don't really play through the post like that. So Yeah, Steph and Clay are different, though. Bro, they have a lottery pick, fam. The, War, the Golden State Warriors. Their GM is the GOAT. Fam. I'm still a Sam Presti guy. You I'm a dra- huge Sam Presti. He drafted guy. KD, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, I'm watching him now. Like, Sam, I was gonna say, look at what he did. He grabbed Chris Paul and um, uh, was it Gilgis Alexander? Shy Gilgis Alexander, yeah. Shy Gilgis Alexander. They had Schroeder on there. Yeah, I give um, Sam Presti every a lot year. Of they're competing in playoffs, and they have a new roster. Like yeah. it's gutted out every year. So, like I'm still. I'm still not sold on Rob Palenka in L.A. only because no. so much of that was you cater to Kobe's exit and then you build for LeBron. So it's not like he's had to – he hasn't had to do it without a star already in mind, already in his pocket. Right. Facts. He being hasn't, a he former hasn't, agent doesn't mean anything. He hasn't built have. it from scratch. Yeah, when you got the Maverick Carters of the world – Raking in all the good players, being a former agent doesn't appeal to anybody. And you can't, you can't tell me this isn't tampering when he's got players all across the league as their agent. I mean, I just feel like it's like luring people onto the Lakers. I don't think you can actively represent, though. Oh, really? That'd have to be a conflict of interest. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure he represents players all across the league. I'll look that up for the pod. Yeah. I'll, I'll look in the – the NBA rules are public, by the way. Uh-huh. So all you guys that like to just make shit up, <laughs> that's all public record. Um, I'll check that out and see if it's if yeah. you're allowed Let to me know actively for sure. represent. But so cares? what about your boy Doc Rivers, man? It's not my boy. He's coaching the Clippers um, and the Celtics. Fuck out of here. Doc Rivers uh, agreed to coach the 76ers today. 
with his one championship and his NBA coach of the year 20 years ago. No, I mean, so I like Doc Rivers as a coach. Uh-huh. I don't like the teams that he's coached for just out of, like, rivalry sake. But right. I respect him. I think He relates. The coaches, the players respect him because he played in the league. And I think he approaches the game the way a good leader should. He doesn't proclaim to be this strategic genius. He just knows right. the game because he played it and he coaches right. it from that aspect. So what do you think um, made his time, I guess, up for the Clippers? Do you, do you think it was a just... fucking loss. <laughs> so that team, as a Laker fan, I can honestly tell you the Clippers have the best roster in the NBA top to bottom. Yeah, I agree. I said last pod, I, you I was let down they Paul didn't win. You can Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and still not worry. Deep roster, yeah. Huge letdown. So, so I mean, to lose that game, I mean, you're it, not looking at talent. No. As regardless of what you think about uh, Paul George, right? You can't look at that team and go, "Oh, talent is why they lost." If Doc Rivers can't get those fi- guys fired up, then I mean, who do you, who, who takes can? that job? You know what I mean? After? It's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, come on, look but at. But I think you got to look at how long he was there too. Yeah. It's not his fault that Chris Paul gets hurt. It's not his fault that Blake Griffin gets hurt. But he's no. been there for that long. He's been there for a while. And if I'm Steve Ballmer and I'm and I just bought the forum. And I'm spending all this money on all the. I'm spending all my Microsoft money on the Clippers. I'm gonna shake it up. I just gave you a roster that should win an NBA championship. You're out of there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, good luck to Doc Rivers in Philly. I like Joel Embiid. I think Philly's I just, a good fit for him. I worry about Ben Simmons and his inability or his unwillingness to shoot. Even if you can't shoot, you gotta. I don't want to. I don't know facts, but I feel like I saw him pull up this year a lot more than he has. He's yeah, but yeah, he's a work in progress, man. But shooting, you can learn to shoot. That's what I'm saying. Especially going to gym and hit the gun. Yeah, every single day in the off season. Exactly. Um, more NBA news. Just on a sadder tip, Delonte West has been uh, shooting pretty bad the last few years. Sheesh. Um, they reported that Mark Cuban ran into him. At a gas station. Yeah, it was a gas station out in uh, Dallas. Out in Dallas, Texas, and they're yeah. still uh, still trying to get my man help. Delonte West was in the league for about eight years. He played for Boston, Cleveland, Seattle. He didn't play for Oklahoma City. He played like for, for Seattle, Seattle, which is pretty cool, I think. He actually uh, – I, I, And then he played for the Dallas I heard Mavericks is, uh, in 2011. Oh, my bad to cut you off there. Yeah. But I heard uh, he actually went into rehab. Cuban's going to pay for it. That's big. And uh, I saw a video of him. Shout out to Mark Cuban. Shout out to Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban pays it forward. He does. A lot of the reporters and stuff who spend a lot of time are like, that's not out of character character for him. And especially if it was one of his players at one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always that guy that's on the floor, and I feel like he gives his players his all. You could be the last man on that bench. There's some people that just get things. Yeah. And I think. That's why. That's part of why Mark Cuban is where he is. He gets things. Well, you know, you probably know about his past. So he kind of like jump started HDTV, Directv, Directv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he gets it. But um, oh, yeah. going on about Delonte, I saw a video of him, and uh, I think it was his. Where did he go after Cleveland? Was it Dallas? I don't know the order. I want to say Dallas was last. He's talking about uh how much money he was making in Cleveland. He got diagnosed with bipolar disorder and how much money he's making wherever his next destination was. 
So when he was in Cleveland, he was making about six or seven M's a year. After he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, he was making league men. So like 500,000, 600,000. So just think about that huge difference. That's crazy. On top of his disorder. And I mean, I just felt really bad for the guy. So to see Cuban go out of his way like that. Do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. That's you worry about these guys. Cause every, every sport that you watch college professional, what have you, they're people when they take those uniforms off yeah. and when those careers. And so you hate to see it go that badly. Yeah, for sure. But hopefully, I mean, Mark Cuban did a good thing. Hopefully, this is the, the, the floor. You know, everybody in that recovery process will tell you about hitting the floor, hitting rock bottom. Right. Hopefully, this is his floor, and hopefully, Cuban's help brings him back up. Yeah, and I mean, who's to say that Mark won't maybe uh, bring him in for some type of assistant strength intern? You know what I mean? Keep him around yeah. ball. You know what I mean? Where he's uh. Where he calls home. A lot of athletes struggle, and I'm I'm not talking about Delonte West specifically anymore, uh-huh. but a lot of athletes struggle with the end of the playing career. Yeah. What's the next step? You spend your whole life training and trying playing. Trying to get to the pinnacle, and then yeah. you hit the pinnacle, and you ride that wave, and then when it's over, you're almost a whole different person. Yeah. Without a purpose, because mm-hmm. sports are over. So everybody who's ever gone through that or anybody fighting with that, Definitely standing with you. And Delonte West was standing with you, too. Um, football is still kicking. Football is kicking, <laughs> man. Now. So, yeah, um, what was it? Week three just went by. I mean, the most electric game everyone was hyped up about was that Chiefs-Ravens game. I was man. hyped on that game, for yeah. sure. I have Pat Mahomes in one league and Lamar Jackson in another league on my fantasy. Conflicting interests. Perfect. Facts. I was hoping for a shootout, which I did not get. Um, the Raiders lost to the Patriots. That's why I was hesitant to say that they would win, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Bears beat the Falcons. Yo, when are we? when is Dan Quinn getting fired? Man, we were talking about it last week. I mean, he just blew another lead. It sounds like I don't like Dan Quinn. We No, it's not even I don't that. have anything against him. I just don't think – I think some coordinators have to stay coordinators. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man. Just another Shout lead. out Dennis Allen. <laughs> another lead blown. Uh, I mean, how how long are they going to keep doing this until chopping block? I don't know, man. Arthur Blank's got a shiny new stadium. <clears throat> got to start to look at that shit eventually. Bills point. beat the Rams. Yo, Josh Allen, bro. Josh Allen, man. It's a real deal. You're starting a franchise. Jared Goff or Josh Allen. I'm going to pick Josh Allen just because he can move. Mobile. Okay. Uh, Browns beat the skin. Uh, no, Browns beat <laughs> the Washington football team. The Washington football team. Don't you dare call them the skins. <laughs> <laughs> that Cowboys-Seahawks yeah, game. They're Did not you? the Washington. You didn't know that? Oh, for real? Cody didn't know that. They're not the Washington Redskins. Yeah, anymore. they changed their name to the Washington <clears throat> football team. The Washington football team. For yeah. the next year. Preseason. Yeah, yeah, preseason. COVID. <laughs> the uh, Cowboys-Seahawks, that one was electric. Did you catch that one? It was the last – it was a 4-30 game. It was the last game that ended before uh, the Sunday night game. Yes, because I saw Russell Wilson throw five yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, nice. uh, shout-out to the Syracuse alum, Alton Robinson, <clears throat> with the uh, sack on Dak Prescott there. It was the hey, last play of the game, yeah. Shout-out my man, Alton Robinson. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anything catch your eye this week? The only thing that caught my eye is apparently Lamar Jackson during his press conference after that Chiefs game said the Chiefs are my kryptonite, and a lot of people are giving him flack for admitting it. Is he being real with himself? God forbid you be sarcastic after you lose a game. Right. <clears throat> I mean, statistically, oh and three, right? We put it on our Instagram. He's what twelve and one, thirteen and one as a starter. Yeah, and he's zero and three against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. I mean, Lamar Jackson's good. I feel like the way he handles himself is that was like he's cool. He's cool with how the. I mean, he's not cool with how the game went, but he's not gonna let. He's cool. With something out. Yeah. It's whatever. He's not going to let that drag him down. He'll keep it pushing. No, I, th- I believe that Lamar Jackson's a winner. I watched uh-huh. him play against uh, Syracuse in college. And the highlight where he leaped over, he leapt over the defensive back and scored. Yeah. That was nuts to see in person. Yeah. So, I'm like, for me, I've seen Lamar Jackson do things that greats haven't. So, it's. I'm always going to be rooting for him, but it's tough to learn to throw in the NFL. They made that was the thing is they were willing to accept him running and let him throw to beat a, to beat the Chiefs and the receivers weren't doing it for him. I mean that's I mean it's 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 crazy. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, man. it's going to come. To, they're going to let lose the athleticism at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're going to let him run and do his thing, contain him as much as they can there, and let. Right play some man and let him pass the ball and uh Hollywood Brown just got to step up. Granted he's on the fantasy squad. That's the only reason why I know how he's doing, but uh he's the field burner and he's not burning anybody on the field. So how do you feel about um having to surround a quarterback with talent versus having someone who just fits your system? I'm big on uh surrounding your quarterback with talent. Look at Pat Mahomes. You know what I mean? Grant. But these are all, like, so with the exception of Tyreek Hill, like, look at Sam Watkins. Hell of an athlete. That was somebody who you would deem as not a great receiver. Okay. But still, his straight line speed, Travis Kelsey, yeah. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm not, I'm not discounting Mahomes, but Mahomes' athletic ability on top of just his receivers. You being, heard it here first. Ems is calling Pat Mahomes a system quarterback. Never that. But uh, those no-look passes, man. Speaking of system quarterbacks, Tom Brady won. <laughs> Tom Brady won, and it was not pretty. That Bucks uh, offense still is not clicking, bro. I mean, not the way it should. Not the way it should. I mean, they're getting it done, but hey, shout-out to it's them. It's not I basketball, guess. man. It's not looking like super teams are the way. True. Shout-out to your Eagles for tying uh, the Bengals. I was hot over this subject, and now it's been like a few days. Um, yeah. I was calling out the quarterback. I was calling out the head coach, the D coordinator. You blame Carson Wentz for this? I was at first. I do not now, though. Oh. I think uh, with the change of quarterback coaches over the past few years, I, I've seen he's he just looks like a shell of himself. He doesn't look comfortable back there. He's trying to be a guy that he's not. I think continuity is important. Yeah. Like, I see it in Derek Carr mm-hmm. having the same offensive coordinator or the same offensive system for consecutive seasons. Mm-hmm. It definitely makes a difference, and I think it helps, and it brings familiarity and the ability to see beyond the playbook when you know it. Right. 
So I think it speaks volumes. You can just, I mean, he misses some throws and he's just so mad at himself that you can just tell he's in his head. And I feel bad for the guy. He doesn't. I think carryover is real. Oh, yeah. So to be able to, like, struggle and then shake that off. Erase that and then go out there to the next drive and make a strike. It's hard to do. He just doesn't have it right now. And Joey Burrow, he was the one who shined out of that whole game, man. He took eight sacks and still threw for, like, over 300 yards. Where are you on Joe Burrow? Oh, I am the highest on Joe Burrow. He's going to be a really, really good quarterback. Yeah. He took eight sacks. I think A.J. Green got shut down by uh, Darius Slay for, like, under 20 yards. He still threw for over 300. Give me a break, man. That boy's legit. I just think about him after the national ship smoking his cigar yeah, bro, that's yeah, an iconic man. picture. He's got a super. Iconic. Yo, Joe Burrow, you gotta have that framed and hung up somewhere at the crib. Joey B, that's my guy. And if wifey's tripping, tell her chill. I got a daddy, baby. <laughs> gotta hold that. Um, so right now there are seven undefeated teams: Chiefs, Bills, Titans. Yuck. Which they got the Kobe. So do they postpone? So the Titans and the Steelers are both undefeated. Yep. And they were both supposed to play, but uh, players and staff on the Tennessee Titans have been diagnosed positive with COVID-19. Yeah, so uh, they've been out of their facility, I think, since since the game. Was that a home game for Tennessee? I'm not sure. They shut down all their facilities, and the game has been postponed. Yeah, so we thought the game was going to go on Monday, possibly Tuesday. Uh, today, a bunch, not a bunch, but uh, two or three more members of the team are tested positive. So the NFL just uh, kiboshed it. I think they're going to put it into week seven or week eight and mess around with the bye weeks and try to fit it in there. But uh, that's kind of hopefully uh, we keep it to just Tennessee. I mean, that's a scary issue right now with the league. It is a scary issue because they just played another team. Yeah. So you kind of have to look at those guys yeah. and hopefully it doesn't just down fall from here. But um, three undefeateds left in the National League and uh, National Conference and four in the American. We'll see how this shapes out. I mean, I look at football in quarters. So I yeah, look, you I'm not going to start breaking this stuff down really until the fourth game has been played and you can see. Who looks like what? But tonight, what time is it right now? 9.15. The Jets and the Broncos are playing right now. I yep. have no idea what the score is. Bills, Raiders. I don't fucking know. It's Bills are traveling all the way to Vegas. I see Vegas copping the win. Bills are three-point Bills are three point favorites. Mm. I'd take Oakland. Um, Colts, Bears. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. That defense is nasty. Colts defense? Yeah. Yeah, shout out my boy Zaire Franklin. Q's Special teams captain. Shout out Zaire Franklin. Bengals are three-point favorites at Jacksonville. No, they're in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, Game of the week. What, yeah, that's what I'm trying to skim for. Um, Pats, Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton, Pat Mahomes. Swaggy Newton. To see what Bill Belichick does to try to not get embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, uh, that game, 
kind of pops to the eye. All the rest kind of meh. Yeah, nothing other than that. Yeah. That's really the Monday night game. Probably not even going to watch it. Keep it a buck with you. <laughs> Falcons, Packers are the Monday night game. Green Bay is seven and a half point. It's a lot of Bears. points, though. Watch the Falcons pull something out of their bag of tricks and end up winning something random. The Falcons are 0-3. Mm-hmm. They're in the NFC it's South. Ang- it's in Green Bay, too. Yeah, writing's on the wall. <laughs> I mean, You're not pulling as, out. As much nope. faith as you want to have in that. What, let me see something real quick. What were they? 0-3. Panthers are 1-2. and two. Saints are 1-2. and two. Bucks are two and one. You know what kind of caught my eye? Huh. Look at the Bears record. Three and oh. Three the Bears are undefeated and they just benched their starting quarterback for Nick Foles. Shout out Nick Foles though, he got us a ring. I don't know. I haven't watched I don't pay attention to many NFC teams. Oddly enough, like I watch the Seahawks because I like Pete Carroll and I like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then I follow the quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff. But other than that, I don't really fuck with the NFC. Fair I don't enough. like the Cowboys. Fair enough. I don't like the Giants. I hold like stupid stuff like the Lions. I don't the Red, the, the Washington football team. I don't yeah. fuck with the We're NFC. I'm not going to pay them any mind. But... Super Bowl pick. Give me a Super Bowl pick in week three. I mean, who was it last year? It was Chiefs and uh, Pats, right? Who was it last year? Chiefs and Pats were not in the Super Bowl. No? No, because they're both in the AFC. I'm tripping. (laughs) Chiefs, Niners. I'm sorry, guys. Chiefs, Niners, and the Chiefs waxed that A. Yep. Um, I mean, you got to go Chiefs. Seattle looks great uh, right now. They're kind of relying on the passing game. I like KC Seattle. That mm-hmm. makes sense. They're kind of relying on the passing game, but uh, when it comes to late in the season, Green Bay is going to be tough, man. The way they run, they can run the rock. Being able to run the ball in football is the key, and Seattle's really – they're just throwing – I think they're throwing the ball like 50 times a game. That's true. It gets cold in Green Bay. You yep. got to be able to throw. It gets cold in Seattle. got to be able to run. Mm-hmm. But uh, out of the AFC, I mean, who's competing with the Chiefs? It almost seems like it's a... I don't buy the Bills yet. No. It's almost like it's a a walk to the uh, Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Maybe the Steelers? Steelers might be able to... The Steelers have structure. Yeah. So that always... That's always on your side. I'm mad I said Chiefs and uh, Pats, man. That's going to be a really bad look. (laughs) Chiefs Niners for sure. Um, I would say Chiefs... You're going to try to get cute, aren't you? No. <laughs> so I don't think any of these teams can beat Seattle right nah, now. Nah, Seattle is clicking, man. Russ for MVP, if you think otherwise, you are. Five touchdown passes in the NFL is not something to be glossed over. No. He's doing his thing, man. Defensive I think he's got like 15 touchdowns right now. Have pride. After three weeks. Yeah, man. Oh, man. He's, he's dishing it. Um. Yeah. That's but uh yeah I mean that's, divisional baseball is on right now. I'm actually hyped for uh for these baseball playoffs, man. The Yankees just uh Los Yankees squeezed in there. They had that wild card game last night. 
The Yankees beat. Was it Minnesota? Minnesota. So I'm a Red Sox fan. Mm -hmm. The Red Sox were garbage in this iteration of the baseball season, so I didn't pay attention to it. Chris Sale took the year off, so did I. But the Yankees are doing well. I think the Yankees have a lineup that just kind of like they win and I'm not surprised. They lose and I can blame the pitching and not be surprised. Yeah, pretty stereotypical. They hit a lot of home runs and they have like two good pitchers. That lineup is just hard. Uh, the yeah. Broncos are up ten seven right now. Ten seven. Dodgers. Uh, eight minutes second quarter. I don't know why I said the Dodgers. The Padres are down two four to the Cardinals. We'll see how this plays out. Yes, sir. Yo, Noah Fant, score a touchdown for me, bro. I need you in fantasy. <laughs> Speaking but, of fantasy, you got any uh, guys on the low that maybe you picked up in free agency? Yes, yeah. I do, actually. So I spend the time. He's pulling to, up his squad. We're going to take a look-see. Pick these people up. So in my money league, I'm one and two. Mm. Still early. Um, Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett. Robbie Anderson from the Panthers. He's kind of been doing his thing. Yeah. Darren Waller, not so much. Noah Fant has zero as of right now. Yikes. They they got like their third string quarterback rolling out. That's probably why. No, no. Darren Waller, Buccaneers defense against the Chargers offense. And Randy Bullitt for my kicking slot. Um, my pick this week was... I didn't do it this so last week it was Russell Cage. Oh, Russell Gage, yeah. Russell Gage. Yeah. G A G E. Russell, two S's, two L's. From Atlanta. He's um uh what's his name? Julio Jones's counterpart. Yeah, he's opposite of Julio. So production has to go somewhere. For sure. I like him. Um who was my sleeper? I swear to god I had one. You got Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz yep. from Dallas. Mm-hmm. I scooped him out of free agency. That's a nice pickup. I mean, you know. Dak has to throw it to somebody. Amari Cooper likes to drop shit occasionally. occasionally. Yo, look at this team. Pat Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Jeff Wilson. That's my sleeper. That's your guy. From San Francisco, Jeff Wilson I rolled, is Mostert's backup. I rolled him out in uh, DraftKings last week. He's projected 10.6 in my league. He scored me a good, uh, good amount last week. Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Jared Cook, Robert Woods, Eagles defense, get the. F- yeah, you might have to uh, yeah, make a swap there. And Matt Prater, I'm projected to win in this league. Two yeah, this league. Uh, my sleeper this week, uh, it's gonna be someone you know, probably close to your heart. Uh, Hunter Renfro. My guy. Hunter Renfro, yeah. Clemson so, alum. So Brian Edwards and uh, Rugs are both hurt. So, Rugs is hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So I, from what I'm reading is, uh, he's gonna be uh, Carr's go-to. So uh, put my faith in Hunter Renfro. If this team were healthy, I would say they were going to beat the Bills, but they're not healthy, so I don't know if they're going to. Uh-huh. But they Who can you, run. Are your Eagles going to win? My Eagles going to win. Who are they playing, the Niners? I got to see. Yeah, they're playing the Niners. <laughs> it's the Sunday night game. Ew. <laughs> Yo, that Sunday night game is Garbage. Is that no? The is Eagles that are missing mad players. The Eagles, as uh, are the Niners. I, we talked about this last week, man. The replacements. <laughs> is is Nigel Gruff suited up yet? Yeah, basically. 
Um, so yeah, the Eagles have just uh, Greg Ward, who is a former college quarterback, is our going to be. The Niners our, don't have George Kittle. They don't even have. Uh, I actually, I think Kittle might play this week, but I don't think Garoppolo is going to play. But Kittle's, I don't know, man. The Eagles. Uh, they take one more L. I'm saying tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor. There's a few things, a uh, few teams winless that are tanking for Trevor. Yeah, they're not gonna tank for Trevor, guys. I mean, they're paying Carson lots of and lots of money, but just wishful thinking. Carson Wentz or Trevor Lawrence? I, I don't want to say Look I know. I don't want to say I know what Carson is, but I know what Carson is, and I don't think I want. What it. is he? You know what he is already. What is I he? think he was a one. I think he had a flash in the pan year, and he's played for what another four and just been injury riddled the whole time. You know what's hilarious? There's another North Dakota State quarterback that they're saying is the only person who can upset Trevor Lawrence's status. Really? Why the fuck are we going to North Dakota State? Trey Lance is that his name? Yep. The new uh, yeah. I was actually watching tape on him the other day. I mean, Carson Wentz looked really good in college. Oh, don't get me. That's what's And then tough. he looked good in the NFL for a bit, but he, he can't stay healthy. He doesn't have any weapons either, though. Like, every, I don't know. I hate that it being the excuse. But, like, I mean, he it has. mean, a real one for a non-scrambler. Yeah, he has just no help whatsoever. So, it, it's easy when you can key a safety and a backer on Zach Ertz. And then, all right, we're just going to have their outside receivers who came off the practice squad yeah. beat us. They're not going to beat. Deshaun Jackson in 2020, bro. Deshaun Jackson in 2020. I started him in fantasy for three weeks in a row. Donkey of the, of the month to me, bro. For sure. What am I doing? Not sure. What? I, yeah. Henry Ruggs is on my bench, as you just saw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to say that the Raiders are going to beat the Bills. You're scared of Josh Allen, but I think you're a guy's run game, Drew. But if you can't stop the pass and Josh Allen is – Cooking, who knows? Yeah, but I like I like the young front that uh, the Raiders have. Do they Max have, Crosby, um, Clee Farrell, Cle- yeah, Cleveland Farrell, all those guys. Yeah, Jonathan Abram looks really good. He looked really good last week. He made some plays. Yeah, Trayvon Mullins looking good too. I mean, yeah, I mean I'll take them. The Buffalo Bills are three point favorites, but I take the Raiders in that. I like it. I like it. Like I said, uh, just. An East Coast team traveling all the way out to Vegas. Who knows? They're supposed to be bubbled, but it's uh Vegas. Yeah, I'm Vegas, gonna, baby. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the home Vegas. team in that one, man. You can uh, remember that when we look at this next week and the Raiders win. I think that's it, man. All right, man. Well, it was good uh, chopping it up, uh, chopping it up with you. Thank you, everybody, for listening, man. Yeah. Uh, KB and M's episode two. We're live on Spotify, live on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, All that. YouTube gang. All we're that. out here. Hit us up on YouTube. Hit us up on SoundCloud. Hit us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, K-Y-R-E-E, Kyrie404. You can hit me up on Instagram, too, I guess. Oh, you guessed. Now you're accepting of it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at, uh, at SE underscore visuals. Uh, don't forget about our uh, group page on IG at uh, KBNM's pod. Follow sure. us on IG, man. Yeah, we're trying to get that IG popping. So. We might do the next episode live. An IG, that'd be dope. We might do it. I like it. All right, gang. Catch you guys later. All right, peace.